Good morning. Paul Andrigo here, Toronto Real Estate Unfiltered, hosted by realestatepodcastshow.com. Today I'm in the wonderful area of the Danforth, um, uh, of the Danforth area of Toronto. And something that I really enjoy doing is uh, connecting with people and sharing stories, uh, going right down to the Danforth in many cases, and visiting a local coffee shop, um, Greek food place, because we have the best ones of those uh, here. Um, could be any, any place where we can sit down and talk and share stories. And uh, one of the funny stories that uh, came up this week on uh, at one of my meetings was the uh, the debate about how do you find out, because this is the question I got, is how do you find out who the number one agent in any area is? Um, so I kind of jumped into one of my alter egos because uh, I guess I'm either spoiled or just really appreciative of the fact that I've had some clients that were um, just, you know, way beyond anything I could ever dream of, like great musicians, great actors, even great comedians over the years. And um, as a, a huge fan of comedy since I was a kid, uh, I literally used to stay up, I think I was like probably under 10. I must have been 8, 9, or 10. Because I remember this vividly. So I used to stay up. Uh, I used to actually have to listen to comedy um, tapes. Because that's what we had back then was tapes. Uh, to help me get to sleep. And I would literally have that on. And it would be playing in my headphones the whole time I was asleep. So I guess some of it uh, got buried deep into my subconscious. And it's uh, literally just part of who I am now. Good, bad, or ugly. Um, and then over the years, I sort of revisited them. And one of the skits that I kind of go back to is I, uh, uh, I, I refer to Don, Don Rickles, who is by far for me, even, even with new people doing it, like he was the roast master. He, he just let people have it. So in, in, one, uh, in one award show, uh, he was talking about Robert De Niro. And he goes... Uh, Hey, everybody, look over there. It's Robert De Niro sitting down. One of the greatest actors of our generation. Go ahead, ask him. He'll tell you. And the delivery of that is how I deliver the same answer. So you could do it any number of ways, but you can go on Facebook if you really want to have a, have a laugh and say, Hey, anybody, uh, who's the number one agent for? And just name the area. And you will get... Sorry, I'm just out here on the road, so you're going to hear road noises. Um, hey everybody on Facebook, who's the number one agent in this area, that area, the other? The only right answer to that, the non-comedic answer to that, the only number one agent is the one you decide that is. So the only number one agent that matters at all is the one that you decide. It has nothing to do with number of souls. Just because someone perhaps has a, um, you know, um, uh, what do you call it, a, uh, a factory-like approach and they've got, you know, a bunch of people going with them and 
Um, and maybe sometimes they just uh, literally focus on transactions way more than relationships. That shouldn't be the rationale that you use as your number one, your top choice, because you eventually have to choose one. So my, my theory with that, especially when it's Toronto and GTA, is that um, A, if you're listening and you agree, then we probably should sit down. If you disagree and you've got other uh, intentions, then of course I respect that. My point to you is, are you being pushed to the front? Are you being pulled up on stage? Or is the person that's promoting your property really just promoting themselves? Case in point, if you look at most billboards across the city, I think I've seen them all by now, um, usually half the picture is a very overblown glamour shot of someone's Photoshop face, no offense, but I, I, I know what some of these people look like in person. They don't look like that. Uh, maybe that's my Don Rickles coming out, but uh, yeah, no, that's not, that's not how a lot of these people look close up. Um, that's not how a lot of people look on Instagram close up for that matter. So um, uh, another really good comedian, another one of my favorites, uh, Sebastian Maniscalco. One of his uh, uh, one of his lines is, um, you know, these people that take constant pictures of themselves, and you see them take five different angles of themselves, and they call them selfies. Uh, they're more like lonelies. Don't these people have anybody else that can take pictures of them? Like just in his uh, in his very unique, very funny approach, uh, he sort of summarizes that. So, my point of this is, how do you find? the top or the number one, if that's important, agent for you, it's your criteria. It isn't about the hundreds, I would say, of different categories within different companies that would make an agent number one within those companies that not even, to be honest with you, not even people in real estate can keep track of. So if you ask someone from, just say, my office, Century 21, if you ask me to name the Remax Awards, I have no idea what they are. If you ask a Remax person to name my awards or um, uh, Coldwell Banger Awards, they won't be able to do it mostly. Most of us still keep, I mean, uh, you know, maybe some do. Um, but I, I don't think that is what boils down to the important fact about who are you choosing and who are you going to trust to tell your story. Um, in one recent case, I saw that there was someone in the Toronto area that was handing out postcards uh, claiming that they were number one in that area. Uh, and the only problem I found, or I have with that, is that they were probably less than number one to uh, clients of mine uh, not long ago and basically treated them like second-class citizens in the bidding process and potentially delayed the acceptance of an offer. And it wasn't at all um, how I would do things. I, I, I always try my best to work within... Uh, 
the timelines that I'm given and the paperwork that I have to work with and to and to 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 to, to make sure that things are done um, as fairly as possible. And again, they were they were very you know upset about all that. So I guess my point is going back to this again, and it doesn't matter about any specific individuals because I'm not talking about any one person. I'm talking about the concept. Um, because it's award season and you're going to see if you haven't, if you haven't yet, uh, if you have the fortune or misfortune, comedy again, um, of, of having realtors on your page, you'll probably see um, some sort of uh, talking about, uh, here's the award that I won, here's what I did, blah, blah, blah. I would much, and this is as much as I... I think people over the years have um, maybe glanced at my awards, but probably not paid that much attention to them. I've won a few, and, and I'm very and in different companies too. So I've kind of just crossed the border from uh, four different companies uh, over the years, over the 20 years I've been in real estate, and and won awards at every one of them on some level. So I'm not averse to that, but I just I just don't see that like that never is above that moment that I'm standing in the living room with you of your new house and, and you just, you fall in love. And, that, and I sort of, I try when I can, um, doesn't always happen, but I try when I can to sort of capture that moment. I've been very privileged, I will say that. I've been very privileged to be in the room at the exact moment. Like I could literally see the signs, the, the, the body language, the just the emotion aspect of it that kicks in um, that doesn't affect me on the negotiating side sometimes I have to be extremely detailed about how I how I go you know how I proceed after that uh, to make sure that things are all done correctly um, and I always get a really good um, buzz out of that moment. That's before you buy the house. That's, uh, sometimes, um, you know, just in the process of selling the property and, and, and we've got everything right. Uh, we've sat down with, you know, you and I have sat down and we've, uh, you know, you've told me your story because that is all I've done this week. I haven't, um, signed any paperwork this week. I don't even bring paperwork to the coffee shop or the house or whatever it is when we first meet. I know others will, and it's very possible that someone might give you, you know, some enough of a reason to sign uh, on the dotted line with them and, and do it in a, you know, sort of a, in a pressured fashion. I just, I won't, and, and I think I've got enough track record um, with the, uh, of course, the exposure of my podcast, my own personal track record, um, and just wanting to focus on the relationship. I always will put the relationship to me uh, with a little greater sign, sign greater, greater than sign, uh, and then transactions. Relationships will always be greater than transactions because it's just very simply explained that relationships have no finite ending like they they of course have a start point but um there's no reason as long as people are respecting themselves and they're and they're you know they're kind to each other because for me everything starts with kindness by the way uh whether it's with my kids or whether it's with clients I, it always starts with kindness and hopefully it gets returned and if it doesn't then you know things have to go a different way 
but relationships for me will always be greater than transactions. It's just, it's just for me the only way I want to work long term with anybody. It's like, um, you know, not spending any time with someone that you're planning to marry and then just deciding to jump in. I know that in some cultures that's what happens, and I'm sure um, it works out sometimes, but I'm also sure it probably doesn't work out other times. Um, so getting to know each other, just understanding each of our communication styles, that's also something that's, uh, again, takes a while, you know? Um, even if it is with your, you know, your partner in life, uh, and, and, you know, if you have one or if you've uh, had one before, the, the, the big element for me is, um, the, the, big, the big factor is communication has to be um, open and I don't know if anybody, uh, when they're listening to this process, when they're listening to the process of, you know, the things that you're going to be doing to market your property, I don't think most understand until I tell them how critical the story behind your property is. It's so much more important. Um, I would say on a list of, uh, you know, on the list of things when we sit down and I, and I explain to you what sort of return on investment that certain things are from cleaning to lighting to staging the thing that i'm discussing which is you know the importance and and, and i can show you so many examples i've seen a bunch this week again and i see them every week where i don't even know if again the the people that, that are writing these have even taken any classes in high school um, let alone sharpen their their tools over the years, because for me to be able to put my name on a million dollar or two million, a five million dollar property, whatever um, you know, whatever opportunity I'm given, there 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 comes along with that a an absolute um, mandatory, like a like a, a required storytelling expertise, and that's why when you meet me, you'll hear probably more about if you're asking me questions about me you'll hear about my family you'll hear about the 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 podcasting that i do which is a big connecting point for a lot of us uh in some cases the podcasting is the only thing that connects us and that's totally cool i don't need another reason if we if we connect on i don't care if it's music comedy as you can tell is a big topic for me i can talk music for hours I can talk comedy, movies, the same, um, but when it comes down to it, the person that you're going to trust with your either your purchase or your sale, to me, has to be someone that you trust with other information as well. And I'm not talking deep family secrets, even though some of you have told me those. I don't tattletale, and I and I and I certainly don't run over to Facebook and. Um, blast it on a, on a, on a page and, and complain about, uh, uh, you know, this and that and the other. I, I just, I don't speak out of class. Uh, to me, the confidentiality of our discussions, right from the first one, uh, right through to, again, the one we just had last week, to me, has to stay um, the, the specifics, especially, you know, the reasons people move and all that. To me, all that stuff will stay in the, in the vault forever. That includes people who have divorced with me over the years, um, other things that could possibly have affected the negotiating, but I, I, I still see it, and it's so weird when I see someone put in the broker notes, which is a section of the listing 
that the public can't see, but the brokers can see. I've seen people write, this is a divorce sale. Almost to sort of, I guess, frame the fact that maybe the couple is not getting along and they're not going to be very communicative. There's a whole movie that plays for me when I either see that or I sense it. And I'm really good at sensing it. That's good and bad because if I know what's going on, I also know that there's a very good chance that the, one of the couples, if, it's, if the communication's already that bad, chances are one of the couple may or may not want the other one to benefit in any way and they will oppose anything, no matter how common sense it is. It's a very sad, it's very disappointing situation because ideally they both want to sell, but neither of them wants the other one to get their way. It, it, it becomes a very unhealthy thing. And then the good news is I've also helped couples who were divorcing who were good at understanding that at that point in the relationship, this is a business transaction and emotions should not play into this. It should be a matter of getting the property liquidated, splitting up the proceeds, and keeping the lawyers as, as good as they are about keeping things in check. If you are both like angry and fighting and you can't even communicate with each other and everything goes through lawyers, I can guarantee that the lawyers will be getting a way bigger cut of the deal than they would have otherwise. And again, even lawyers I've talked to have admitted that, that um, they know it's not going to end well when the people can't even talk to each other on the phone. And this is people who've been married, sometimes have kids. And I get it, sometimes bad things happen. But for me, the business element of the real estate transaction is what I'm being um, hired to help you do. Um, and of course, the storytelling element of that property and, and just making sure that if there is a rich history, if there's something uh, that people need to know, that it's in that narrative and, and beyond that, not just in the 400 odd characters that were allowed, because we're only allowed about 400 something characters in the, in the top description. So for me, when I'm dealing with my own listings or you're, or you're looking at properties at realestatepodcastshow.com, whenever possible, I also add on a podcast narrative. So that for me is, is more of a storytelling element, could even go into community history, um, you know, the maybe famous people that were involved with this property, whatever um, that, that I might have turned up during my um, pre-podcast uh, research, which is something I take very seriously. Uh, and I'm down at the archives, uh, usually at least like once or twice a week during my busy season because uh, I'm doing a lot of research there that isn't available, that isn't online. Um, for example, looking up the, uh, the number of streets in certain areas where uh, those streets were, were, had alternate names, meaning that uh, 20 or 50 or 100 years ago, uh, certain streets had different names. So when you're trying to pull up history on a street that was, uh, was that where the name was changed, you're going to run into a roadblock if you just do the basics and you look up, oh, there's nothing on that name. That's because that was the name uh, after 1925. Before that, it was another name. And then, of course, once you do that, you can dig up a whole bunch of really cool stuff that um, that, that I do. I traditionally spend, uh, again, like a few hours doing street research, whether it's a house, a loft, a condo, whatever. Um, I think 
that's just part of the story. It has to be shared uh, with the people who are going to be potentially calling that property home, falling in love with it, like just going, you know, right into that decade it was built, going right into the history of that street. There is nothing to me more important, especially on a six or seven figure property, which is what most of them are, mostly seven. There's no excuse for not giving someone um, and not telling that story, not bringing them in and having that the storyteller tours that I do uh, at my grand opening event. So I've combined all that and I'm actually even bringing in very um, high profile guests, people who know a lot more about certain areas and about, um, for example, in some areas that are very popular with celebrities. Uh, I've got someone that comes in that actually tells uh, a lot of their celebrity related uh, stories, real estate and otherwise, um, and, and just, you know, is there helping understand, you know, what these properties are about and, and, and sometimes what stories have happened. I've actually found out about uh, properties over the years, even in Toronto, where um, just just by doing my research, I found out, oh yeah, um, I know that house. My aunt owned it and the Rolling Stones used to come over and party over there. This is a, this is a true story. And this is not stuff that is written. In some cases, the people who went through this may not even be around anymore. So if you're not digging uh, and doing the research, you might never find any of this stuff out. So that's my How to Find the Number One Agent in Your Area podcast for 2020. Hopefully it's been helpful. Um, hopefully it's been amusing. Um, but mostly it's just about using the, the, the example of storytelling and joke telling and all that kind of stuff um, to maybe help connect us. And, and maybe if anything I said uh, here uh, connected with you on any level, uh, whether it's music, comedy, um, real estate, uh, Toronto, Danforth, whatever related, um, hopefully uh, that'll be enough to, again, get us to sit down, have a coffee. Again, no... Uh, no expectations, and this is this is a life thing for me, not just real estate, but I don't go into any meeting with any expectations aside from the potential of a relationship created. If anything happens, if we uh, end up working together in three months or three weeks or three years or never, there's no expectation to me. There's no hard close. If there's questions you've got for me, by all means, you can throw those at me. I'm, I'm more than happy to answer. Um, I'm very direct about how I approach this process because of how important the communication is, but we will not dig into anything heavy um, until after our first meeting's done and the coffees are finished and the potentially the, the delicious uh, Danforth uh, food and or possibly desserts. Danforth desserts are some of the best on the planet, and it's not just me that says that. I've had other people come here, and I've treated them, and they were blown away by it. So um, uh, definitely um, take some time to uh, support local businesses. I can't say that enough. If you live near the Danforth, support those businesses. If you live near Kingston Road, support those businesses. Queen Street, support those businesses. King Street, support those businesses. The reason is those businesses draw people into your neighborhood that may not live there. They draw in new blood, new eyes, they help those businesses survive, and they keep the neighborhoods, um, they keep the curiosity 
of the neighborhood up. That's the one thing I just don't get. And I, and I have clients who are landlords. And I, and I do try to shake some sense into some of them sometimes. But the ones who are pricing out, there's certain areas of Toronto, I don't even need to mention them. Um, the beach has been one for a while where this has been sort of a recurring issue. But there's other areas where the rents have gone so high that a lot of the really good businesses have had to adapt and move elsewhere. And, and many of them, I'm, I'm happy to say, many of them have decided to Danforth. Um, I love the beach. I've, I, I used to work in an office there. I've lived there for a short time. Uh, my wife grew up in on Lee Avenue, which is the young street, I would say, of the beach. So um, I've got very close ties to there. And that's why one of my recent small business podcasts was with uh, a beach area business, one on Kingston Road, which by the way, Kingston Road down to Queen, to me, every one of those businesses is a beach area business. Kingston Road Village, I know is its own thing, but for the general masses of the world, um, if you have not been to Fearless Meat, to meet Dave, aka the Butcher of Canada, he was title that by Julia Child herself. If you've not been there to have lunch or to have breakfast or try one of his amazing burgers, um, I promise you, you will not regret it. If you want, and I'm putting it out here now, if you want that to be where we meet, I will gladly buy you the burger. I have no problem with that. Uh, I've already done that for a bunch of my clients who've asked um, about it. And for me, that's just paying it forward. Uh, and he... Uh, as a business icon, I would call him, of that area, has uh, just been such a great influence. And that, to me, is, is definitely, that you can tell that also um, spreads out to the homeowners in that area when they've got pride um, and they, they, you know, they, they, they're, they're, some people are buying to be in part of that. Some people, when they're selling, uh, you know, they, they want to make sure that, that those stories, that history, all that stuff all get sort of you know uh, packaged in because that does affect your home value. Let's let's not let's not lie about this. When you're leaving a lot of juicy details off the table and the narrative is just boring, you're leaving a lot of money on the uh, like off the table. You're leaving you're leaving money on the table when you walk away because you haven't done a good job or or you haven't hired someone who did a good job of creating that value value. Must and that's an, I guess if you want to, uh, I'm not saying I paid 100% attention in class, and uh, I'm not going to say that it's a good or bad thing, but I did pay attention to certain things. And at some point over the years, I heard the value must be greater than cost for someone to make a decision. You know, and I've and I've used this almost on every level. Value must inc must be greater than cost for someone to make a decision. So the value, how that value is created. That, that leads directly to the stories that are told about that property. There's no denying it. So there is no chance, there's no, um, there's no, um, there's no, there's no, there's absolutely no dropping the ball on that. You can't afford to have someone drop the ball on your property and just, you know, undermarket it or, 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 or not tell the story properly like, I can on my podcast on this world stage that I've built. Uh, by the way, my podcast is now in the top 12 for real estate. When you type it into Spotify and you look in podcasts, uh, I was in the um, closer to the 20. I was, about, I think, 17 or something. Uh, I've moved up the ranks to the um, closer to the. Um, 
um, to the top 10. So I'm, I'm at the 12 uh, rank right now for real estate, but I am still number one for Toronto real estate when you type that in Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Uh, and, I, and I check in every once in a while. If I'm off, uh, let me know. But I think as of right now, as a time of this podcast, that's where I am. And that's an important place to be. And I'm also trying to, of course, improve my uh, keyword ratings and my meta tags and all that stuff. And thankfully, I've got a, uh, a, 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 a pair of kids who are absolute just geniuses on all that stuff. And they're helping dad uh, stay current and make sure that uh, I... Uh, you know, um, I know that stuff because uh, my, my son can literally uh, write a page of code for memory. I've seen him do it. Um, and, and just he's it's a wonderful, wonderful, brilliant boy. My daughter, uh, she's having exams this week. I, I've never seen anyone, um, not even my age, I've never seen anyone in, in, in the teenage years as focused um, and as disciplined as this kid is. So um, again, very blessed, amazing, ch- amazing children, wonderful wife who uh, literally holds, uh, she's the glue, she holds us all together, because um, as you can tell by my podcast that uh, uh, I've got lots to say, but she definitely knows what makes me tick and the kids and uh, knows how to sort of keep us all in check. And, and again, for that, I'm very blessed. So this one went a bit long. I, I always try for 20 minutes. So hopefully you tuned in for the full 29 and 30 seconds. And thanks again for everything that you guys do for me. Um, hopefully the next thing will be me doing something for you. Take care.